I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to episode 40 in the fourth edition of the AIC Bible Study video series, The New Testament Gospels. At the end of the episode, I'll share with you where material presented in episode 40 appears in the AIC bookstore publication, The Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated. In episode 39, I began discussion of the theme of light versus darkness. I continue that discussion with the private discourse between Jesus and Nicodemus in John 3, which includes John 3.16, For God so loved the world. Often overlooked in favor of 3.16 are verse 19, 20, and 21, which illustrate not only light versus darkness, but the concepts mentioned in the previous episode of good versus evil and truth versus falsehood. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, and that they have been done in God. The illustration, the visit of Nicodemus, is from a second quarter 20th century stained glass window by Franz Mayer of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, from my photograph in the AIC bookstore publication, Paintings on Light. There is more on St. John's Unique mentions of Nicodemus in episode 42. The next example of the theme of light versus dark or darkness is found in John 8:12, one of the I Am declarations discussed in episode 31, and on the reprise of the same theme in episode 39. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Once again, the illustration is William Holman Hunt's The Light of the World painting from the Manchester Art Gallery, Manchester, England. In the context of his account of the healing of the man born blind, discussed in episode 38 as the fourth example of the five signs that are unique to the Gospel of St. John, Jesus says to the blind man in John 9, 5, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The illustration, Healing the Man Born Blind, is a detail from a miniature illumination in tempera and gilt on parchment from the second quarter 11th century manuscript, Codex Aureus of Echternach. St. John employs an allusion to Jesus Christ in his role as light of the world in the book of Revelation. In his account of his vision of the New Jerusalem in Revelation 21, verses 23 and 24, he explains why the city had no sun or moon. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. The illustration, the New Jerusalem, is an illumination in temper and gold on vellum 
from the Bamberg Apocalypse created at Reichenau Monastery, Reichenau, Germany, between 1000 and 1020 AD for the reigning Ottonian successor on the throne of the Holy Roman Empire revived by Charlemagne in 800 AD. The quotation was used and discussed in episode 31. The concept was built into the required doctrine of the Church with the adoption of the Nicene Creed at the First Ecumenical Council at Nicaea in 325 AD and the additions incorporated at the Second Ecumenical Council at Constantinople in 381 AD. Jesus, the only begotten Son, is also called Light of Light. In the Anglican tradition, the Nicene Creed must be said before the receipt of Holy Communion. The final example is also in the words of Jesus following an exchange between some of the disciples, including Philip and Andrew, and a group of Greeks, also called Gentiles, interested in Judaism, and also from some Pharisees. The time is just after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday in 30 A.D., Jesus already having announced that, quote, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified in John 12, verse 23, said to them in John 12, verses 35 and 36, a little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. The illustration is a 12th century A.D. Byzantine-style mosaic of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem from the Palatine Chapel in the Palace of the Normans, Palermo, Sicily, built during the reign of Roger II, the first Norman king of Sicily, and now the seat of the Sicilian government. Jesus rides in the royal style, side saddle, a form not often seen in Western church art. Jesus' use of hour and a little while and other concepts of time are discussed in episode 43. After an interruption in which St. John quotes from Isaiah on the subject of spiritual blindness or hardening of hearts and accuses the Pharisees of loving, quote, the praise of men, more than the praise of God in verse 43, Jesus returns to the dialogue and finishes the theme with this assurance to the faithful in verse 46. I am come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Spiritual blindness, especially among the Pharisees, was discussed in episode 38 in the context of the healing of the man born blind. Other spiritual themes which are woven into the fabric of St. John's Gospel are the contrast between good and evil, a variation of which is truth, true versus false, or truth versus falsehood, and as mentioned earlier, life versus death and heaven versus earth. The illustration is an early 15th century egg tempera and gold leaf on vellum illumination scanned from my personal copy of a reproduction of the Rohan Hours, a book of hours, prayers, readings, and illustrations 
made at Paris, France. St. John is at his desk writing his gospel as God the Father observes from the upper right above the slender columns of a tabernacle-like structure and the eagle, the traditional symbol of John based on Ezekiel's vision of the four figures in Ezekiel 1.10, sits at his feet. St. John wrote about several examples of spiritual, the spiritual issue of truth versus falsehood and also of the contrast between things heavenly and things earthly. In John 7, 28b and 29, after Jesus had been teaching in the temple during the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkoth in Hebrew, also known as the Feast of Weeks in 29 AD, the Pharisees have denied knowing who he is. To their denial, Jesus replies, You both know me and know where I am from, and I have not come of myself, but he who sent me is true, whom you do not know. But I know him, and I am from him, and he sent me. The illustration is a miniature illumination of Jesus' teaching, surrounded by learned men from the Codex Bruxall or Evangelistar von Speyer, made for Speyer Cathedral around 1220 A.D., folio 68R, from the Badische Landesbibliothek, Karlsruhe, Germany. In a later scene, following the I Am the Light of the World declaration in John 8.12, previously discussed in episode 31 and episode 32, the Pharisees say, that his witness is not true. Jesus replies in John 8, verses 14 to 18, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going. You judge according to the flesh, I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. It is also written in your law that the judgment of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. Farther along in the same heated dialogue in verse 25, the Pharisees demanded to know who are you? And Jesus said to them in verses 25b and 26, Just what I have told you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. Later still, in the same discourse in chapter 8, John says in verses 39, 40, and 44, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. You are of your father the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. The illustration for this sequence is Christ Pantocrator, 6th century A.D., Temperer and gold on panel icon said to have been made for the monastery of St. Catherine under a commission from the Byzantine Emperor Justinian. K. 
Continuing the dialogue with the same group of Pharisees, a few verses later in chapter 8, Jesus says this in 851, extending the spiritual theme of truth versus falsehood into the theme of life versus death. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. One final example on the spiritual theme of truth versus falsehood comes much later in chapter 16 and is part of the final discourse between Jesus and the disciples before his arrest on the evening of Monday Thursday. St. John records Jesus saying in verses 7a and 13a, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you to all truth. The message is that Jesus and the Spirit, two of the three divine persons of the Holy Trinity, speak the truth with a capital T, and all else is falsehood. The illustration is an illumination in temper and gold on parchment from a Sarum missal made in East Anglia, England between 1310 and 1320 A.D. from the collection of the National Library of Wales. For the balance of this episode, the focus shifts to unique details found in St. John's Gospel. The purpose of including this material is to help readers and viewers comprehend the importance of St. John's unique contributions to the development of Christian theology. I have referred to some of these details in previous episodes. I begin here with four topics. The emotions of Jesus, numerology in the Gospel of John, St. John's use of the word Jews, and prophecy both in the Old Testament sense with citations pointing to Jesus and in the literal sense by Jesus himself speaking about future events. The illustration, John writing his gospel, is an illumination in temper and gold on parchment made around 950 A.D. in the Ottonian style of the German-Saxon successors to Charlemagne in the revived Holy Roman Empire in Western Europe from the collection of the New York Public Library. The first detail concerns St. John's description of Jesus' emotions. These revealing statements made in St. John's narrative or in the words of Jesus himself give St. John's Gospel a sense of intimacy that is not present in other accounts. There are four examples, three of which I referred to in the discussion of the seventh example of signs, being the raising of Lazarus in episode 38. In chapter 11, St. John referred to Jesus's, quote, love, unquote, for Mary and Martha of Bethany and for their brother Lazarus in verse 5. In the discourse with the disciples, in verse 11, Jesus speaks of Lazarus as our friend. And here Jesus may have been referring both to his own feelings but also to those of the disciples. And in verses 35 and 36, St. John reports the observation 
by the Jews who were present of how Jesus both loved and wept for Lazarus. See how he loved him. The final example is based on John 21, verse 20, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Based upon early church tradition, St. John is often referred to in study Bibles as the beloved disciple. All four examples demonstrate the human side of the theological doctrine promulgated at the Council of Chalcedon in 431 AD concerning Jesus' two natures, fully human and fully divine. These examples are not reported in any of the synoptic Gospels. The illustration is a scene showing Jesus with Mary and Martha at Bethany from Gustave Doré's Grand Bible du Tours, or its English-language version, Doré's English Bible, both published in 1866 A.D. The next unique detail is numerology. Numerology, which is the study of the significance of certain important and symbolic numbers, was prevalent in the first century A.D. In my Primer on Numerology chapter in the AIC Bookstore publication, Revelation and Idealist Perspective, I explain the significance to Hebrews at the time of Christ of several important numbers, especially three and four, both representing geometric shapes, seven, which is the sum of the numbers three and four, and is considered the perfect number, and six, which being less than seven, signified something incomplete. In St. John's account of the wedding at Cana in John 2, verses 1 through 11, the first sign in the Gospel of St. John and the subject of episode 36, there are six jars of water. These were poured into another container, making seven. The illustration is the center portion of a stained glass window by Franz Mayer of Munich, produced in 1931 A.D. for St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, from the AIC bookstore publication, Paintings on Light. Another example, popular in the early church, arises from details of St. John's account of Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob in John 4, verses 1 to 26. In verse 4, Jesus refers to the woman having had five husbands, plus the one with whom she was living, but who was not legally her husband, making a total of six. The woman proclaimed her faith in Jesus, who identified himself in the first example of the I Am declarations. In this early church interpretation, adding them together makes the perfect seven. The illustration is a detail from the first quarter 6th century Byzantine-style mosaic of the woman at the well at the Basilica of Santa Polonia Nuovo in Ravenna, Italy. She is known in both the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic traditions as St. Photina, whose name means the Enlightened One, from the Greek phos, which means light. The illustration was used previously in episode 29 in the context of the first I Am Declaration. The next example of unique detail is St. John's frequent use of the word Jews. 
In the Synoptic Gospels, the same word is used 16 times. In St. John's Gospel, there are 63 examples based upon the count using the King James Version. The word is not used by St. John in the modern sense as an anti-Semitic statement. He uses it to refer to at least four different groups, the religious leadership of priests, scribes, and Pharisees. On several occasions, he uses it to describe religious Jews who had accepted Jesus as Messiah. In other cases, he means those among the chosen people who had not yet become Christians and were unlikely in his lifetime ever to become Christians. In a few cases, he uses the word to describe those in the first category, that is, the Pharisees, scribes, and priests, whose sentiments and actions and intentions were murderous toward Jesus. This latter group who is who is meant in the sense of feared, as in fear of the Jews. Their murderous intent becomes more obvious in the last two weeks of Jesus' earthly life. The illustration, the Pharisees take up rocks, is a detail from one of James Tissot's late 19th century watercolors in his Life of Christ collection at the Brooklyn Museum. The fourth and final category of unique details is prophecy. In chapter 2, verse 19, just after his cleansing of the money changers from the temple, Jesus says to the Jews, destroy this temple and in three days I shall raise it up. These words are alluded to in the Gospels of St. Matthew and St. Mark after the fact in their account of Jesus' last days in which the observers make reference to the statement. St. John clarifies Jesus' meaning with this, but he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them. That quotation is from John 2, verses 21 and 22a. The statement in John 2, 19 would later be used as a taunt against Jesus while on the cross in Matthew 27, verse 40. The illustration is an early 14th century fresco of the cleansing of the temple by Giotto di Bondoni at Scrovani Chapel, Padua, Italy. The chapel was bought by the city of Padua around 1880 A.D. Several prophecies are mentioned in the synoptic gospel accounts of the crucifixion, but two others are found only in St. John's Gospel. The first is from Psalm 34, verse 20, Not one of his bones shall be broken, which is quoted in John 9, verse 36. The context is that Pilate had given the guards permission to break the legs of the three crucified men so that they would not survive until the Sabbath. Breaking the legs was meant to prevent the one crucified from pushing up, thereby relieving pressure upon the chest. Collapse of the lungs results in death by suffocation. In John 19, verse 32 and 33, when the guards came to break the legs, they broke only the legs of the other two, since Jesus had already died. The second example is St. John's citation in John 19:37 of Zechariah 12:10, They shall look on him whom they pierced. 
The illustration, what Jesus saw from the cross, is another watercolor with charcoal by James Tissot at the Brooklyn Museum. This discussion of unique details in the Gospel of St. John will continue in episode 41. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this episode and not previously mentioned can be found at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net where seasonal and Christian education videos are linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, podcast versions from the podcast archive page, and where the AIC bookstore publications are linked using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Items of interest for episode 40 are from the Lives of the Saints from the first series, St. Andrew is the focus of episode 1, John of episode 4, Philip of episode 8. From the Christian Education video series, The Nicene Creed, Jesus as Light of Light is discussed in episode 4. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, the Gospel of John Annotated and Illustrated, topics discussed in this episode, including the contrast between light versus darkness, good versus evil, truth versus falsehood, the emotions of Jesus, numerology, John's use of the word Jews, and the prophecies of Jesus are discussed in chapters 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 9, 11, and 16. From Layman's Lexicon, words and phrases of interest for this episode are ecumenical councils, Gentiles, I am, light, pentocrator, Pharisees, prophets slash prophecy, synoptic gospels, and truth. In Christian spirituality and Anglican perspective, I explore the importance of understanding the first principle of Christian spirituality, acceptance of the reality of evil in the world, and Christian truth as its only antidote. In Revelation and Idealist Interpretation, a discussion of Revelation of the New Jerusalem in Revelation is found on pages 173 to 182 with a text box, Created versus Uncreated Light, on page 181. In Paintings on Light, the stained glass windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, the nave stained glass window with an image of the wedding at Cana is found on page 39. Finally, there is Father Ron's blog, linked from the top and the bottom of each page. Entries usually include an illustration. The direct URL address is www.anglicaninternetchurch.net right slash blog, with blog in lowercase letters only. Further, on this site, by clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend, in the right-hand column and afterward entering your email address, you can register to receive notice of each new posting from our site host, wordpress.com. Please be assured that we do not share information with any other organization. Thank you for joining me for episode 40. Next time in episode 41, I continue with part three of seven episodes 
focused on unique themes, details, and events in the Gospel of St. John, beginning next time with references to the relationship between Father and Son. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.